the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my turn. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. We might have a little fun along the way. It's the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to be with you on a wonderful day throughout Central Florida. It's always great to be with you every week. And I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. The the issues in terms of politics and government, and just uh, cultural issues as well. And, of course, as you know, we have a strong focus on our program bringing you information and news about positive, uplifting community events. And speaking of which, I want to once again thank Debbie Turner and Annie Greer for joining us last week to give us more information and another update on the great work that they are doing, along with many others, at the Debbie Turner Cancer Care Center. Of course, as you know, as you've learned, as we've shared with you on our show, and as many of you know, Debbie is a battle cancer for almost 20 years, brain cancer. She was given a, something like a 1% chance of surviving uh, through that long, grueling, arduous battle. She blessedly was blessed, literally by the hand of God, uh, to recover from cancer, and she now she's um, a cancer survivor. As a result of that excruciating journey, she was inspired to want to help others who were fighting that same battle and use the insights and experiences that she had had to help those other people. And that's a, 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 a tiny capsule of the story of the Debbie Turner Cancer Care Center. But the story today is that literally every day, every week, um, the Debbie Turner Cancer Care Center is is making some kind of a positive impact in other people's lives, especially people's lives who are, who are at their worst, at their lowest moment, um, and, and really fighting fighting for their lives, literally, and, and making extraordinary sacrifices. So anyway, it was she, of course, she's got her golf tournament coming up in April. We'll continue to talk to you about that. But um, in the meantime, you can always find out more about the great work being done at the Debbie Turner Cancer Care Center by going to WeCareApopka.org. That's WeCareApopka.org. Now also, um, and of course, it was great to hear from Annie Greer, the wonderful story about how she and um, her husband, Dr. Greer, at uh, River Oaks Veterinary Clinic um, were able to really help Debbie with her daughter's dog who was literally near death, and they came in, literally miraculously saved her life, and that was a wonderful story as well. Today, we kind of have an open format, another one of these opportunities, great opportunities from my perspective, to just kind of, for me to talk with you directly and about 
the issues that are affecting us, and particularly at the national level. And I'll just pick up a theme that we've been on for over a year and a half now, and that is the the state of the nation from the White House. And, you know, our discussions on this topic started, I would say, probably closer to two years ago now in anticipation of the 2016 presidential race. And, you know, as, as I shared at that time, even in anticipation over a year out in front, I could see the 2016 race shaping up to be one of truly, truly historic proportions. And when I say that, of course, I know, as, as you do, that usually when somebody says something's of historic proportions, well, somebody says that every single presidential election, and usually it's, it's highly and greatly exaggerated. Certainly, this year it was not exaggerated. In fact, I mean, this is one of the most unique uh, presidential elections literally in American history. Certainly something that I had never witnessed in my lifetime in terms of many of the different dynamics, which include, but are not limited to, Donald Trump coming out of nowhere literally as as a total outsider, outside the political spectrum, outside even the Republican Party, outside of so-called conservative movement, um, literally one individual <laughs> um, stepping up to the plate, having the audacity to run for president and being able to pull it off, which is still boggles my mind. Um, and he's definitely upset <laughs> the apple cart in Washington and the power structure, and that's exactly what he intended to do. He's upsetting it every day, and of course they obviously don't like it. And they're pushing back hard, and that's kind of what we're that's what we're going to talk about most of the program here in our early stages today. And so let's pick it up there. And and, and, and uh, you know, uh, as we have seen, one thing that's happened is after Trump has been elected, even during the period where he served as president elect, and even now that he's president, in about his first month or so, it's it's a this kind of historic unprecedented things we've never seen before activity continues, which to me, I'm loving pretty, I'm loving. I mean, it's fascinating to watch. I I was going to say I'm loving every minute of it. I'm not really loving every minute of it because of just the, the vehemence and the vitriolic way that the other side is, is coming back at him. Uh, The deceit, the distortions, the outright lies, the various attempts, both seen and unseen. And I would say, it's like an iceberg, uh, the attempts to derail Trump. Um, we, what we probably see is only about 1% of it. There's no telling what's going on behind the scenes, even within the, the Republican Party and the conservative movement, to try to derail Trump. Uh, but it, it, you know, if you just open your mind and just uh, not be swayed by all the negativity, I think you'll find it to be incredibly fascinating and even somewhat entertaining to just to see this whole thing unfold because it's so different than anything that we've ever ever experienced that brings me up to the topic i want to talk about right now and that is the press conference that donald trump president trump uh held yesterday and once again (laughs) it was certainly something like the likes of which i had never seen before and i mean that in a positive way and of course it's being reported exactly the opposite but (laughs) i would even i would encourage anybody who has any kind of a, even a tiny bit of an open mind on Donald Trump and this election and the result of it, to just just see it for what it is. I mean, even if you don't like Trump, even if you didn't vote for him, or um, 
it, it's still fascinating. He's, he's just a fascinating topic. I, I mean, to, to see a president of the United States, first of all, be that accessible. You know, literally in my lifetime, the presidents have avoided press conference for very good reason. <laughs> Incredibly good reasons to avoid press conference. First and foremost, from a practical standpoint, and this uh, this is regardless of what party you're in, what side of the aisle you're on, what your politics are, Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, ultra-liberal, ultra-conservative, whatever, press conferences are a minefield. You know, I mean, and, and, and the conventional wisdom, which pretty much was true up until Trump came along, was, you know, you could say something, and this has happened many, many times, as we've all witnessed, it's so easy just to say something off your off the cuff in that kind of an uncontrolled environment that make a mistake, slip of the tongue, um, you know, get caught off guard by a question. Uh, don't bet something in your mind. And, and it's so easy to say something that, that could be catastrophic, that could certainly derail your political career, could um, end up in a big scandal, could cause even international uh, implications. I remember the, the debate, this wasn't a press conference, but the debate with uh, President Ford had with Jimmy Carter where he said he made the statement, Poland isn't under Soviet domination. Well, I th- and I think what he, I'm sure what he meant was the Polish people do not feel in their hearts and their minds that they're under Soviet domination. But, you know, everybody knows Poland was, un- was under Soviet domination. That one comment largely taken out of context, was one of the key reasons um, he didn't get reelected. The, the press made a huge issue of it. It was a huge issue for days. Oh, my gosh, the president doesn't even know the polls. Uh, Poland's even under Soviet domination. Gee, what a, what a dummy. Uh, we can't elect him. So my, that's my point is one simple innocuous statement that slips out in this press conference setting um, when, among other things, you're there being peppered with questions by, by a hostile press corps standing under hot, you know, scalding Klieg lights uh, right there in front of the world. You know, every single word you're saying is being seen literally by all over the world, not just America. That's an incredibly stressful, super high pressure situation for most people for from a lot of reasons. One of which the reason is you say the wrong thing, you can blow up your whole career. You say the wrong thing, you, you damage your whole presidency. And what I'm getting to is is the thing that fascinates me is, is Trump looked like he was a, just a, a fish in water. He looked like he was uh, in, loving every minute of it. And and I think that certainly I give him incredible credit, and I think any reasonable, balanced American would have to be impressed, open-minded, who's even you know open-minded from a tiny perspective, <clears throat> would have to be impressive how he could just get up there be so totally accessible, take you know, take all, be, have all these questions being fired at him. And yes, I do know that he's not calling on some of the hostile media reporters, and I congratulate him for that too. More power to him there, and just spar off the cuff, off the top of his head, uh, and be funny and crack jokes and and um, be incredibly informative, entertaining, and and get his message across. Continue to carry his message that hey, this is something different. Yes, I am an outsider. You better believe it. Yes, this is going to be a different kind of presidency. We're going to conduct things differently. I'm going to do press conferences differently. We're going to run the White House differently. And and I think that that's, once again, a big part of what shines through, despite all the attacks, all the attempts by the lamestream fake news media 
to try to get Trump off of his game, to bring him down, cut him off at the knees, um, blow him out of the water. He just continues to just adroitly forge right ahead and, and does it with such such confidence and, and such a bomb. And, and like he uh, like he just enjoys it. Like it like, like I said, it's, it's just like a, it's a fish in water to him. It's like he's second nature. And one practical thing that I think everybody is is pretty much everybody is missing. Certainly, the lame streamers are missing it. Is that in 2017, the way that Trump communicates with the people is the way that people receive and accept information. We live today, and I've greatly lamented this fact, but you know, doesn't mean it's not not the case. We live in a world now, in a culture now, that's a reality television culture. People, that's how people receive their news and information, is from a reality television kind of a format. Um, and Trump is just brilliant at communicating through that way, through that medium, if you will. And, and what, it's, it's one of the millions of reasons the establishment and the lamestream media hates him is because they don't understand that. They're supposed to be the way, you know, the channel by which the president communicates. He's going completely around them and, and finding a more effective way to communicate with people. Well, we're up on our first break. We'll take a quick break, and I look forward to being back with you. You're listening to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Porky's Real Pit Barbecue has a huge announcement. The Hump Day Special is back, but they ran out of room on the menu. So now you've got to ask for it. The Hump Day Special. That's Porky's famous jumbo pulled pork sandwich. Your choice of two of Porky's celebrated sides and a drink for just $6.75. But remember, it's not on the menu, so you've got to ask for it. I want the Hump Day Special. And for your next business, corporate, or family event, have it catered by Porky's. Your guests will be so glad you did. Located in the heart of downtown Apopka, Porky's Real Pit Barbecue, 256 East Main Street. The city of Apopka reminds you to think twice when you recycle. More and more unrecyclable materials are showing up in city curbside collections. So here are some handy tips to make sure that we all recycle properly. Do not put plastic shopping bags in your curbside recycling. It's best to gather up your plastic bags and return them to the grocery store. Do not recycle plastic hoses or tubing, toys or structural plastic. Don't recycle styrofoam and packing foam. Also avoid window or sheet glass, ceramics, light bulbs, food contaminated paper, such as greasy pizza boxes or fast food wrappers, photos, and hardcover books. Appliances, metal pipes, or automotive parts. It's harmful to the environment, so do not put hazardous household waste and city recycling bins, such as toxic or flammable chemicals, computers, or televisions. Although some of these items can be recycled, residents should take them to a special disposal and recycling facility. In Orange County, that facility is on LB McLeod. So when you recycle, make sure you include only plastic items with a recycling number one through seven stamped on the bottom. Metals include aluminum drink cans and foil. Wash out containers before disposing them. When it comes to paper, newspaper, magazines, paper bags, and old mail are easy recyclables. So please do not recycle wet cardboard or shredded paper. We don't want to see any interruption in your recycling service. So for a complete list of recyclables, go to apopka.net. I'm Robin Truszynski from the Original Mattress Factory. If you're considering paying retail price for a new mattress, this is your wake-up call. Why is there suddenly a mattress store on every corner? Well, just Google mattress markups. Original Mattress is a private label mattress brand sold directly to the public. We own the factory and the store. Why? Ethics. Let's just say excessive markups don't fit our values. Just say no to the middleman. The Original Mattress Factory, thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Central Florida's connection to news, views, and interviews. Important to you. And this is my turn. And now, back to the studio, here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. 
Also wanted to recognize, as we mentioned earlier in our first segment, it was great to see Debbie Turner, founder of the Debbie Turner Cancer Care Center last week, and her friend Annie Greer um, joining us and talking about the great work being done at the Debbie Turner Cancer Care Center, that it was great to have newly elected and new Seminole County Comptroller and Clerk of Court, Grant Malloy, joined us last week as well. Once again, I, you know, not to get too far away from our topic of Donald Trump and his presidency, the, the story of, of Grant Malloy is, is very parallel to, I think, the story of Trump in terms of the fact that Grant, from day one, and I was pretty much with him and supporting him almost from day one, um, of his political career as an um, as elected official in Summit County, is he's been a pure outsider as well. Got elected back in the early 90s by challenging an entrenched Republican county commissioner, longtime incumbent county commissioner, entrenched with the political establishment, with the Republican political establishment, the Seminole County uh, power establishment. He, Grant had the courage to step up as a very young man at that time. In fact, one of the knocks on him was that he looked too young to, to be an elected official um, and unseat uh, a powerful, entrenched Republican incumbent county commissioner, multi-term county commissioner. That's how he got his campaign, uh, his career started. He continued to serve as an outsider and be that voice, independent voice of the people, of the citizens, oftentimes what brought him into conflict with with his own civil county government structure and administration, and not to mention even the Republican Party power brokers. Um, but established a reputation over eight years, got reelected, um, a reputation over eight years of being that one, being a commissioner that the citizens could count on to represent their interests, the whole government in check to try to fight and keep taxes low, to be accessible and accountable to the citizens of Seminole County, not the power brokers, the, the lobbyists, the special interests. So anyway, um, after serving for eight years, he went back to his farm, literally, <laughs> in the best tradition of our founding fathers. And most recently ran for clerk of court, once again, as as an independent watchdog on county government. And that's a big part of the role of the clerk of court comptroller in Simmel County. And has gotten elected. And his story, we'll continue to follow his story as well, because some of the initiatives, some of the things he wants to do to hold government accountable, to be the watchdog that he was elected to be, and that he has constitutional authority to be, that's what his job is. That's the role of the clerk of court controller in Seminole County. Um, he's uh, running up with some opposition as well, uh, which is just uh, what you're going to get when you have true outsiders and you have people who truly want government to function for the citizens, not to be essentially a captive or the playground of powerful special interests, lobbyists, insiders, etc., um, bureaucrats. So it was great to have Grant Join us last week to share about that, and we'll continue to have him back on the Roger Franklin Williams show. Now I want to go back to our discussion on Trump and Trump's press conference. So as I listened yesterday, I didn't hear the whole thing, but I was just absolutely fascinated that a president of the United States would just get up there, be that accessible, take all these questions, and be able to just spar and uh, with the hostile questions, to be able to crack jokes, which I thought were hilarious, to be able to literally... Um, for lack of a better phrase or word, give it back to the lamestream media to, to essentially almost be a, a taunting, uh, a, a comically taunting 
of them, in fact. In fact, um, referred to the CNN guy as, as not just fake news, but something like extreme fake news or something like that. Um, really fascinating off the top of his head because one thing I think that a lot of citizens don't see and a lot of citizens have figure, figured it out, which is, what, which is why Trump's in there, is politicians over recent years, it may have always been this way, but it's really, really gotten down to an art form over probably the last 20 years or so, are largely scripted. I mean, they you know, virtually every elected official at almost every level, even the local level, but certainly anybody in Washington, and for the most part Tallahassee or state government, has advisors, staff, consultants. They're surrounded with almost a whole little army of people who pretty much brief them, prepare position papers, brief them on issues, and in many cases, script out, script what they're going to say. Um, sometimes it's a, a hard and fast script. Hey, don't deviate from the script. In fact, Obama, there was read in a New York Times article that Obama was scripted that way uh, by um, his, um, his, his uh, consultant. Um, but, but anyway, it's just gotten to where every, which has led to a situation where there's a, a true lack of, a real lack of authenticity and spontaneity with, virt- with most elected officials and certainly anybody at the presidential level. You know, it's um, the teleprompter had become a, a necessary um, prerequisite of any president before you, you go up before people. In fact, once again, heard reports that um, Obama, and who knows, maybe others did it as well, but certainly President Obama would have, have his teleprompter when he was even talking with small groups in a private setting. So it's fascinating to me to see Trump just go out there, no handlers, no script, no talking points. And just take on all questions and and do it so so adroitly and so successfully. Now the next point I want to make, it I thought it was absolutely fascinating. It was absolutely historic in terms of certainly my lifetime. Now I don't know what presidential press conferences were, were like back in the eighteen seventies or whatever, but I'm sure they were. I suspect they were nothing like we saw yesterday. And uh, in fact, um, if you want to go way back in history. Thomas Jefferson didn't even um, have a, a, um, a live State of the Union address. You know, part of it, it's 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 in the if I'm not mistaken, it's it's actually in the Constitution that the president needs to deliver a report to Congress once a year, which has become known as as the State of the Union. And but he can do that in written form. He has the option to do that either verbally in terms of speech form or just send him a written report. Thomas Jefferson didn't even make a State of the Union speech. He just sent a written report. <laughs> so so I, it's once again, I don't think I think it's very possible that there's never been a presidential press conference like we like we saw yesterday. And the point that I would make it was once what another another triumph for Trump. Uh, certainly his supporters got it, loved it. Um, and I wouldn't be shocked if if uh, quite a few people out there uh, were, were persuaded who may not have been uh Trump supporters at this point were probably um, you know, uh, influenced by it, persuaded by it in a positive way. But, of course, it's not being reported the way that I have, have shared with you, which is one reason I wanted to talk to have this talk, you know, to share this with you, because it's being reported exactly the opposite. In fact, headlines of the Orlando Sentinel, Trump attacks both press and truth. President taunts media. Well, that, that part is certainly accurate, and repeats incorrect statements. I'm not sure if that's 
necessarily true or not, but um, I would tend to think it's probably not based on uh, my experience, uh, certainly in recent years, of reading the mainstream, a.k.a. lamestream media. And this particular report, um, that headline is from an article by Jonathan Lemire from the Associated Press. And you know, those of us who pay very close attention know that the Associated Press is certainly one of the most ultra-liberal of news organizations and has a track record of slanting things from that ultra-liberal point of view. And you know, I've, I've also been aware of other accounts, including the New York Times, of President Trump's press conference yesterday. And uh, the word angry keeps being mentioned. Angry, angry, angry. Now, I, I saw parts of the press conference, heard others over the radio. I know that you did as well. Did, did you see anybody? Did you see Trump is angry? I saw no anger. I saw upbeat, positive, energy, articulate, funny, quick, sharp. Uh, yeah, had, he had, certainly had a needly, uh, kind of a strong needle sense of humor when he was pushing back, again, and I would say taunting the mainstream media. But he was doing it in an upbeat manner with a smile on his face. And certainly something, something they're not used to. In fact, they're not used to being pushed back against. And that's in our final moments before we go to our next break. Is the point I want to make, and I know many, many people who listen to our show already know this. They already get it. However, I encounter people literally every week, in some cases every day, who still aren't getting it. And what I mean, who are still viewing Donald Trump, President Trump, through the prism of the information they, they are getting from the lamestream media. And it's almost impossible not to if you consume lamestream media, which is even difficult not not to consume because it's pervasive. It's everywhere. You know, not to get too far off the, off the tangent, but one of my pet peeves in recent years, over the past year or two, is now you can't go out to a restaurant without a, t- a TV monitor sitting there. You can't you know, go to a bar, a sports bar, or, or a bar in a nice restaurant or something without a TV sitting there. You know, I mean, what's that for? That's the reason I'm going out, is to get away from the television. Yeah, I can sit at home and watch television. I can, and now in these days, of course, we can we can look at our phone and, and get a lot of content that would be on television. Um, the reason I want to go out to a nice uh, establishment is to avoid the television. Same thing, go out to lunch. Uh, go out to name any place that you would go out to lunch, especially a, a nice, uh, you know, casual place, a sports oriented place like Winghouse or wherever. Look at well. I can see where some of them they've got sports on television, but actually, you know, um, a lot of places will have CNN uh, lamestream media on the television monitor. So, my point is that that has an unfortunate um, you know, brainwashing effect. If you propaganda, not brainwashing, but propaganda effect, if you will. Uh, certainly, uh, the, you know, this is another topic for another day. But ESPN, the left wing sports news. <laughs> If you want to get sports news from a from a liberal, culturally left perspective, tune on ESPN. Well, you know I know that, and you know, I'm sure some of you know it. Probably a lot of people listen to our show know it. It's amazing how many people don't get it, which makes it that's just, that's just more effective. But my point is, it's hard to avoid the lamestream media, even when you're trying to, like I am, and and even if you. And the point is, they're they're not going to give Trump any kind of a chance. It's going to be all-out war. Everything you see in lamestream media is going to be totally 
negative against Trump. A lot of it, if not most of it, is going to be horribly slanted, sliced, diced, this left out, this shaded, this this overemphasized kind of thing. You're not you're going to get fake news. <laughs> Nobody said it better than Donald Trump. You're going to get fake news from the lamestream media. Don't be brainwashed by it about Trump. This is Roger Franklin Williams. We'll be right back. Your home and away voice of the Apopka Blue Darters. Your hometown station, 1520. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. And now, here's Roger. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. Always look forward to this time for you and I to spend a few minutes together. And of course, as you know, on the Roger Franklin, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, our mission is to protect, promote, and defend America's founding traditions of God, family, and country. We're talking about specifically the press conference yesterday held by President Donald Trump, Give it, sharing my thoughts about it, which I was just absolutely fascinated, fascinating in a positive way, just amazed at, this, <laughs> at Donald Trump's ability to communicate and, and his, his, his self-confidence. I mean, can you imagine... Um, and I've actually had press conferences before, back in my days as a candidate, and, and it's, to say the least, at least for me, and I would suspect almost anybody else, it's a stressful experience. You're talking literally on the record to reporters, to the media, and many of whom are not on your side, if not want to see you taken right down the tubes, want to put you on the spot, want to, um, want to think, want you to get to say, want you to say something that's going to embarrass you or maybe even damage your, your political prospects or even uh, fatally <laughs> damage your political prospects. And that's exactly what they're trying to do to Trump. He just gets up there, cool as a cucumber, cracking jokes, uh, sparring with them, you know, saying, I would say, fairly outrageous things that he certainly believes in his heart and soul and his mind is, is ready to back up, seemingly not caring, unconcerned about, uh, you know, the fallout of any of it, speaking from the heart. And, and isn't that exactly, well, it is, that is exactly what, thousands of people that I know of all sides of the spectrum have said they want in a, in an elected official or they wanted a president for at least the last, I would say 30 years, even going back to before the days of Ross Perot. Remember Ross Perot came on the scene. That was kind of his shtick. You know, that was what he was. He brought to the table. Hey, I'm just going to tell it like it is. I'm not a politician. Well, everybody loved it. There, there was a huge phenomenon uh, or many, many people loved it. Um, Trump, I mean, a uh, Ross Perot, at one point, remember, he dropped out of the race. But if he hadn't dropped out, he might have even had a chance to win. Uh, and he st- Ross Perot still wound up with almost 20% of the popular vote, even as, as badly mangled as his candidacy became and, and uh, with dropping out and really not even waging a campaign by the time it was all over and the whole, the whole thing. My point is there's been a hunger of all citizens, regardless of party affiliation or even ideology, for somebody who's just going to get up there, shoot straight, Tell it like it is, not worry about political correctness, not worry about saying the wrong thing, not worry about defending this group, not worry about wanting to have the right answer for every question, You know, being afraid to say anything truthful because you might offend one voter out there. That's exactly what people have been clamoring for for, I would say, 35 to 40 years in this country. And now, you've got, now we've got it. And I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. So, And, and I think what we have is... Of course, the media is is who who are, you know are always always way behind the people. 
in my experience, there's still the lamestream media. And I'm pleased to say that, once again, talk radio is, is a medium that, that's out there getting it right, getting it in most cases, and understanding exactly what's going on. And that, that's no accident. That's because talk radio is a medium that's pretty much as close as you can get to real people. Cause we, we talk to pe- real people every single day. Um, this isn't a call-in show, but a lot of talk radios call in, like the adversaries, Chris Hart. You're talking literally to citizens, so you're not isolated by that filter. Well, the lamestream media wants to be a filter. They want to, to be, be the channel, be the medium by which you get information after they've already sorted it all out. You know, they want to you know, be the source that you know, the politicians come to them, give them all the inside information, speak to them uh, directly. And then, you know, they'll slice it, dice it, edit it, turn it upside down, shade it, do whatever they do to, before they deliver it to us, the people, we the people. And that's what's been going on, uh, you know, up until now. And fortunately, thanks to talk radio, um, and you got to give Rush Limbaugh credit. He's the one that pioneered conservative talk radio. Um, and he started, I guess, almost 30, less than 30, less than 30 years ago. It's, there have been, new, new media has sprouted, and Internet, of course, came along. So the lamestream media doesn't have that monopoly that they had for so, so, so many years. But they're still a powerful force. And and that's what I would encourage all of us to think of well, too. Well, the lamestream media, they've, they've certainly they've been largely crippled financially, which, you know, who cares about that? That's behind the scenes. Um, you know, they, they don't have that dominant share. They're not the only source of media. But at the same time, tens of millions of people are still watching being influenced by being uh, by lamestream lamestream media whether it's the new york times the daily newspaper i would say virtually every single daily newspaper in the country except maybe an exception here or there are are liberal you know to hard left uh, you know all the major tv networks except for fox um are, are, are left so i mean they still have a have a lot of ability to to persuade but you know my my point is is that don't don't be persu- try to fight the battle of not being persuaded by them, and I, I've gotten to where I don't even even watch you know any of it, CNN, NBC, CBS, any of it, because I know going in that it's not going to be accurate, it's going to be slanted, it's going to be fake news, and I don't want to subject myself to that. Now I would even say Fox is 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 certainly not pro Trump, and, and, and um, they tend to be more establishment and more establishment Republican and more establishment conservative. Uh, certainly the Donald Trump. So you, you kind of have to be, be, be aware of what you even watch there. But the, the, the overriding point that I want to share with you, and that I'm, same point I'm telling myself, is don't be influenced by a headline on the on New York Times or even anything you see on Fox News or certainly anything that you would see from that originates from CNN or the Associated Press or NBC or CBS or ABC or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because it's not going to be accurate, objective, just the facts, ma'am. Let's just report the story. No, that's not going to be what it what it is. Um, corporate media, however you want to call it, mainstream media, mainstream media is is is, hard, is is it's always been liberal. But I would say, by my calculation, the mainstream media today is hard left to the point where they pretty much are are on the other side of traditional American values, the traditional American values that we hold and the traditional American values that the majority of the people in the over 
3,000 counties in America that, that voted for Donald Trump in the last election hold. The, the traditional American values of the people, when you see these, the, the presidential map of red versus blue, <laughs> the, about the 98%, 97% of the country, maybe 95%, that's painted red, that's traditional America, that's God family country, and it's been gratifying to see to see it illustrated by Donald Trump, one man who had courage to stand up and, and push against the system, fight back against the system, had the, the wherewithal, the ability to, to pull it off and be successful at it. And that's a whole other thing that's unappreciated about Trump is it's one thing to stand up, to be that courageous man uh, and, and, and get shot down in a blaze of glory or you, know, um, you know, go down as a martyr. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's wonderful, too. But but it's it's another thing to be able to to have whatever it takes the the competence the extraordinary ability to go up, up against the establishment the entrenched elites and and not be destroyed by them <laughs> to pull it off successfully that's an extraordinary story and as I said before I don't know anything like it in American politics other than possibly in possibly Andrew Jackson way back in the day and um, but what, what we have here in, in the closing moments of this segment are a situation where where the battle lines are drawn. And the point that I, I just want to continue to emphasize, and you'll hear me talking about it a lot, because it, it has to be repeated, I think, is don't expect any kind of a fair treatment of Donald Trump in the, the mainstream media. It's not going to happen. They're enemies. They would have been enemies anyway. The mainstream media, and I learned this many, many, many years ago. I learned it during the Reagan years. Is is anybody who comes along who is a representative of traditional America, of the heartland, flyover country, wherever you want to put it, red state America, which I would define by people with traditional American values, such as myself, such as most of you, who respect and believe in and understand that America is founded on the traditions of God, family, country, that we were founded on the fundamental concept, the ultimate core building block of, as and Thomas Jefferson put once again, put it much more eloquently than I can, so I'll just quote him, the fundamental building block that the God who gave us life also gave us our liberty. That's, Amer- that's how America got started. That fundamental concept, which was revolutionary in 1776, it's revolutionary now. It's been revolutionary throughout all of human history. And so the point being, that our country, that the purpose of our government is to protect the rights of the individual based on the consent of the governed. Every other country ever in the history of the world is based on people serve the government. Our concept, government serves the people. Why? Because all of every individual has individual rights given by God because the God that gave us life gave us our liberty, and because we have individual liberty, we need to have a system and a government and a judicial system that protects and honors our individual rights. Not collective, it's not government t- telling everybody what to do, it's, 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 it's a, 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 a society where individual, free individuals have the right to determine their own lives, self-determinism, based on the concept of individual liberty given by God. Well, look, the left does not buy into that at all. They despise it, they hate it, they're against it. Who populates the mainstream media, members of the left uh, at all levels, especially the reporter level. So anytime you start talking and somebody comes along, it's going to represent the, quote, the people, you and I, flyover country, the red states, uh, people who believe in God, family, country, people who believe in the Constitution, 
people who believe in the De- Declaration of Independence, and I, and I should say the Constitution as written, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna <laughs> to come under scrutiny from the media. Not only come under scrutiny, they're going to try to destroy them, kill them off. And they've got a phenomenally successful track record of doing that, um, you know, over the past decades. Trump has been able to avoid that thus far. He's never going to be accepted by the mainstream media or the elites. They're always going to be trying to destroy him. Get used to it. It's going to happen every single day for, you know, every single day. Don't be persuaded by it. Don't be brainwashed by it. That's my message today on The Roger Franklin Williams Show. The Apopka Fire Department want kids to stay safe in the car. Road injuries are the leading cause of preventable deaths and injuries among children. Safety seats can reduce that risk by up to 71%. Here are some tips. Make sure all passengers are buckled up while the car is in motion. Young kids should be secured in a car seat according to their height, weight, and age. See manufacturer or stop by any Apopka Fire Station for assistance. Children younger than six are to be in a federally approved car seat. It's the law. And don't forget to register your safety seat so that you're notified about any product recalls. To find out more, go to apopka.net. So from the Apopka Fire Department, remember these easy tips. Make sure all passengers are buckled up while the car is in motion. Young kids should be secured in a car seat according to their height, weight, and age. See the manufacturer's label for all the details. Or make sure you stop by any Apopka Fire Station for complete assistance. Children younger than six are to be in a federally approved car seat. It's the law. And register your safety seat so you're notified about product recalls. For more details, go to Apopka.net. That's Apopka.net. The safety reminder from the Apopka Fire Department. Obesity is a trend expected to get worse over the next 10 years, not only in adults, but also our children. And nothing seems to be reversing this trend. If you want to lose weight, burn fat, and improve your health, and take the necessary action to lower your blood pressure, reverse diabetes, decrease your risk of stroke and heart disease, listen up. I have the solution for you. I'm Dr. Patrick St. Germain, D.C., and I have created and implemented the fastest, easiest, and most cost-effective weight loss program ever using our SURF technology that's unique to my office. Not only do you get to lose fat, but we help you lose the fat exactly where you need to lose it without prepackaged food, counting points, or experiencing those nasty hunger pains or cravings. Best of all, it's natural with no drugs, pills, or shots. To review this incredible cutting-edge and revolutionary weight loss technology at no cost, call me at 855-889-THIN. That is 855-889-8466. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my turn. And now, back to the studio, here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Great to be with you today. It was wonderful once again, to be joined by Debbie Turner, founder of the Debbie Turner Cancer Care Center, earlier in our program, and by her good friend, Annie Greer, who, along with her husband, Dr. Kent Greer, are the owners of River Oaks Animal Hospital in Sentinel County, the Pet Care Center of Apopka in Orange County, and East Lake Animal Clinic in Lake County. And here, once again, get an update on the great things happening, the great blessings that continue to flow to the Debbie Turner Cancer Care Center, and learn about the role that Annie Greer, Dr. Kent Greer, and their outstanding animal clinics and hospitals play in supporting Debbie's cancer families. Right now we're speaking with Grant Malloy, Comptroller and Clerk of Court for Seminole County, recently elected Comptroller and Clerk of Court. In fact, you heard him several times on our program during the election. And before we go back to Grant Malloy, I did want to share one thing we talked about off the air with Annie and Debbie. And that is one of the, speaking about community support and giving back to community and helping others in community, one of the obviously stalwart people and families in the Apopka, Northwest Orange County area, that 
that are always there to help others are the Nelson family, specifically Earl and Flo Nelson, and of course, Brian and Debbie Nelson. And I, we were just talking that um, there was a heartwarming moment that took place in the Apopka community last week. Um, unfortunately, Earl fell and I guess apparently broke his hip or his pelvis. And as a result of that, he's in Sunbelt um, Nursing Center, Rehab Center. And part of his great service to the Apopka uh, area is his longtime tenure with Rotary and, and perfect attendance at Rotary. And for the first time in decades, I guess Earl was going to miss a Rotary meeting. Well, the guys over at Bob Johnson, Elaine Johnson, over at the Catfish Place prepared a special meal for Earl and, and uh, the same meal that guys at Rotary, because they catered Rotary luncheons, um, would be having and, and made sure they delivered that over to Sunbelt so that even though Earl couldn't be there at Rotary, um, as he always is for decades um, on Thursday for lunch, he was still able to have that um, experience the wonderful meal and also have that uh, that thought that the guys were all thinking about him. So shout out to Bob Johnson and Elaine Johnson, our friends at the Catfish Place. And one more example of people helping other people. Now back to Grant Malloy, Comptroller and Clerk of Court for Seminole County. Now, Grant, you, you should bring us up to date, share some things, uh, the, the in, new things that you're introducing that will maybe help uh, citizens' experience be a little bit better. Uh, thank you, Roger. I'd be happy to. And I've been here a month and have a chance to analyze things, and I'm starting to put some uh, new policies and procedures in place that's going to make it a lot easier for people when they come into the courthouse. Now, if you think about it, other than like marriage license, uh, most people who come to the courthouse aren't in the best of moods. So they're paying a traffic ticket, a, a fine, that sort of thing. So we need to make it as painless as possible. So some of the things we're doing is we just uh, sent a contract off for approval to put in credit card processing and debit card processing, also online payments and payments by phone. So that is a, a new feature that we'll be putting online, hopefully in the next 45 to 60 days. So that should make it a lot easier because currently right now you have to bring in cash or check. So that's kind of uh, old school there. So we want to upgrade that, make it more convenient. The other thing I recently did is sent a request uh, to the federal government to be allowed to process passports. In fact, I was at a branch this morning. A gentleman came in to get a passport, and we don't do it. We need to provide passports to citizens because there's only two places in Simmel County that do it, and it takes about 30 days to get an appointment. That's That needs to be easier, especially nowadays with more and more requirements to have a passport. So those are two major features, I think, that will help out the citizens of Simmel County. And, you know, obviously, if you're in another county, you could get a passport here, too. So that would help people in the, in the region. And we're going to do that at uh, all locations, too. So you'll have uh, four different Actually, four or five different locations, depending on how we do it, to make it more convenient. A couple other things are a little simple tweaks to our system. For some reason, when people came in and paid for a suspended license, many times we can clear and reinstate their license, but we weren't doing that. So I'm giving people the authority and, and training them on the procedures to allow them to do that so we don't have to send somebody that just paid their suspended license they paid for it. We don't have to send them to the DMV. We can take care of it right here for them and save them some time. So I'm looking at ideas like that to make it easier for people when they come in. And I think that's going to be revolutionary, too, with uh, this online payment. There's going to be more information online. Uh, you'll be able to get documents online and not have to come here to the courthouse. And uh, the final thing I'm tweaking is jury duty itself. Um, just going to make it a little bit more pleasurable. You still have to come to jury duty, you know, but at least we can uh, make it a little more uh, pleasurable for you, a little better experience. So I'm looking at some ideas to to improve the quality of services there. 
So it's been real exciting, and the employees here seem to be real excited, too, about some of these changes and innovations. That's great. Uh, Thanks for being here to update our listeners, and we look forward to having you back in the future to do the same thing. Any other things you'd like to share today about the clerk of court's office and comptroller's office in Seminole? Other than if people have any ideas or any questions, uh, I'm always available, 407-665-4335 goes to my office. And um, just give me a call if if there's any way we can can help you out or you have any questions. So I appreciate you letting me on, Roger, and and sharing some of these updates. And I'll let you know what happens with this investment policy item that's coming up on the next agenda. Absolutely. We'll be following closely and look forward to getting your updates as well. One more question, though, before you go is, you know, of course, you served for eight years on the county commission as a county commissioner. And um, does that experience... um, relate to the job you have now? Were there things that you may have learned or experiences you had there as a county commissioner that, you know, that are relevant to the job now as, as comptroller and clerk of court? Yes. I mean, a lot of it was relevant and you kind of see it from the other side. You know, when you're on the commission, you'd look at, you know, finance reports, the comprehensive the annual uh, financial review, things like that. Um, and now I'm on the other side. So we actually produce those reports and, and work with the commissioners on that. So it's, it's kind of like looking in a mirror, you know, everything's just a little bit different perspective when you look into the mirror. So it's really, you know, been beneficial to know the, the, the background of how the comptroller office worked before I got here because I have a, a you know, much, much greater understanding of, of how important it is. And uh, so I, I would say overall, yes, uh, the court side, I'm still getting up to speed up a little bit, but uh, so far the judges have been very easy uh, to work with and very friendly and, and seem to be excited as well. So overall, it seems to be going in the right direction. Well, it sounds great. Glad to hear that. And thank you for being here to share with, a little bit with, about it with our listeners. Thank you, Roger. You have a great day. Thank you. Grant Malloy, Clerk of Court and Comptroller for Seminole County. And always great to get an update from him. And a very exciting things happening in the office there at Seminole County of the Comptroller and Clerk of Court. Well, now I'd like to... Once again, share with you and let you know about our friends over at Florida Door Solutions. If you have anything related to garage doors, problems, service, you need a new door, um, need to get the door that you have fixed, repair, service, Florida Door Solutions is your solution. You can find them at FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com. Or give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. And, of course, tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. In our closing moments, kind of like to shift a little bit from local politics, which, of course, is a big part of our mission, kind of the core part of our mission, but also kind of to talk about uh, things that are happening at the, at the Washington level, if you will, the national level. And that specifically what I'd like to address here in our waning few moments is the efforts of new President Donald Trump, to make America great again and specifically address the the pushback and the resistance that he's getting and encourage uh, those of us who believe in traditional America, God, family, and country, who supported Trump in his efforts to get elected to make America great again and who understand <laughs> what that phrase is all about and who support it wholeheartedly, and, and I'm certainly one of those. Um, most people listen to our program are. Um, I, what I would encourage you is not to get discouraged by the pushback that he, that Trump is going to get, President Trump is going to get from, of course, the left, 
things like the just the abhorrent violence <laughs> that took place on the University of California Berkeley campus, um, which I think I think that those kinds of things are actually self defeating for the left. Hopefully, I don't think that those kinds of outbursts are particularly going to be detrimental to Trump and Trump's efforts. I think they're most likely even going to be a little bit beneficial as people really see the face of who's opposing Trump. But but the chorus is going to be just so monolithic and so loud and so consistent. And by consistent, I mean the, the people that the left, <laughs> no other way to put it, the Democrats in, in Congress, even the Republican establishment, even certain elements of the, quote, conservative establishment, they're not going to stop. <laughs> they're not going to say, hey, all right, the election took place, election was decided, Trump won over 3,000 counties out of America. In America, Hillary Clinton won about 300. No, they're not going to look, you know, not time to, you know, realize we lost, try to work together. We're all one country. We all believe in the same values, overall overriding values, God, family, country, constitutional values. No, th- no, that that's the way it used to happen in America. That's not the way it's going to ha- it's happening, going to happen now. Uh, the other side, the left, the Democrats, the establishment, including elements of Republicans and conservatives, are not going to stop pushing back against Trump. They've got the media. Bannon said it's just perfectly. Bannon said what I've been saying all these years. Of course, Bannon is uh, Trump's number one advisor, uh, the leader of Breitbart.com. Uh, and uh, so the, the media is the opposition party now. The media is no longer this arbiter, this, um, you know, the, the referee, if you will, the watchdog, if you will, uh, holding uh, both sides uh, uh, accountable. No, the the, le- the 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 media, the mainstream media in this country is now full blown left wing. It's full blown corporate fake media. It's full blown against the values of making America great again, the traditional American values, starting with belief in God and understanding that our rights come from God. And so they're they're gonna they have power, you know, tremendous power to push back every single day to exaggerate, to take things out of context, to even make up stuff, report in unfactual information. It's got it's gonna continue. So my point is in my closing thoughts, do not be discouraged by it. Do not get derailed. Trump is doing great things, he's working hard, he's working smart to make America great again. Do not get discouraged by the attempts of left to derail that. It's been great to be with you. We'll be back next week. Thank you for joining us. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.